Hello, everybody. My name is Nicole Kaplan, and I'm the host of this podcast, Life's a Mom. So as I'm sure you guys have noticed, (laughs) I like to come on and talk with you guys. And the next week, I'll usually have a mom guest. And I like to switch it up a bit. But guys, I read something that really touched me and like hit deep. And I'm like, I got to share this one. I think it's because I'm on Pinterest so much. And I guess due to the algorithms, they see me liking every single quote that they show about like moms. And I just thought this one was so amazing. But here it is. I'm going to read it to you. Oh, mama. (laughs) I know how hard it is not to question yourself. If you're doing enough. If you're doing it all wrong. And those fears you never knew existed start to appear each day. But your strength, your unconditional love, and the patience you never knew you had is one that can never be replaced. Every day may not be perfect, but no one is expecting that from you. So please stop expecting it from yourself. In case you needed to hear this, you're doing an amazing job just for showing up today as you are. I hope you always remember that who you are is good enough. Wow, you guys. I don't know about you. I know everybody feels differently about different things. But when I read that, I literally shed a tear. And I know it's just a Pinterest pin that I posted on my board. Or took a picture of, I should say. But sometimes you just read things and you just resonate with it. Because, yes, I come on a podcast. Yes, I try to uplift moms. And the reason why I started this specific podcast is to help moms, to be there for a mom that is maybe going through something and doesn't have support or is trying to be private about a a situation, I want to be that safe space. And, you know, when I initially started this podcast, I didn't think anything would come out of it. But so many great things are happening because of this podcast and I'm getting such great feedback. And I'm not going to say much yet till things are happening, but I just want to take a second to give a shout out to all my listeners listening every single week and even the ones texting me and messaging me on Instagram, telling me how much they loved this episode or they appreciate that I said a certain thing on a certain episode. I just, it warms my heart because I remember what it was like being pregnant and finding out I was pregnant and I had great support, but don't get me wrong. Like it was great, but it was certain things I went through that my friends, cause I, I didn't really have any friends that were moms except maybe one, but someone that I could just ask a question and someone that could relate to me because, you know, when we go through something that's difficult or something that's challenging Yes, it's hard in itself, but 
sometimes when we see or hear of another person going through the same challenge or the same struggle or anything that we're going through, it helps because it makes us feel less lonely. And that is why, guys, I have this podcast and I have different types of mom moms, I'm sorry, come on. So everybody could relate to something that I have on my podcast. And that's why I also, in between each week that I do have a mom come on, I like to come on myself and just check in with you guys and give a different topic and just, I want you to hear my voice. And I love to give words of encouragement. And to be honest, (laughs) my love language is actually physical touch and quality time, but I also love helping. And sometimes I, if it's just a piece of advice or just letting you guys know that you're not alone and that I'm here for you, I think that sometimes it, it just makes me feel so good to do that. So I just want to say thank you to all of you listening and it just means so much to me and I really hope at the bottom, at the end of the day that I'm able to help any mom out there and I've said this I think in my second or third episode that even if nothing comes out of this podcast and I was able to help just one mom out there get through something then I've succeeded on it, in all honesty. So now <laughs> after saying that I want to give you guys the topic for this week's episode. And I actually think that many moms go through this because in this world, there are many types of people who sometimes do things with no explanation. So we're going to talk about how to handle criticism of your child from other moms. I'm sure many of you are like, yes, please talk to me. Let, let, let's get into this topic. So as parents, right? We really try to do the best job that we can, okay? Especially when you're trying to do the best job, you'll realize that everyone all of a sudden thinks that they're an expert on how you should look after your child, how you should raise your child, what kind of parenting style you should do. And I get it. It's so frustrating and it's almost like, what the hell do you do about it? And Listen, I'm not saying it could be from other moms. It could be from a family member. It could be from your own mom. I mean, the list goes on. But try not to let the mom shaming affect your confidence. And I want you to know that you are doing what's best for your child. Your child looks up to you, okay? Everybody has had their part in raising their own children. And if they don't have children, then I really don't think they should have anything to say in the first place. Um, So I really want you to stand your ground because nobody knows your child like you do, okay? And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if they're at daycare or if they're staying at a family member's house while you're working. You know your child better than anybody else. So you know that you are doing the best that you can. And I don't care what anybody else says. So like I said before, this is not a situation or a case of mommy knows best. Okay. It could be everyone from your freaking neighbor to your best friend. Okay. And they're going to offer advice sometimes. 
not everybody, but there's always that person invited or not, right? Which ultimately is pretty much defined as a form of mom shaming, whether people want to admit that or not. And it could be a stupid question like, do you think they're getting a bit hot with all those layers on? Yes, I think my kid is just fine the way I dressed him or her, okay? Or like, do you think they're hungry again? I mean, you just fed them. That's none of your concern. None of your concern. Nor do I need to answer you, okay? Now listen, I'm not trying to bash anybody because I'm sure they're coming from a good place, but that's why I thought this would be good to come on and talk about how to handle it. And I've actually... I always speak to all moms and like pick their brains. And it's funny because some moms, and I feel like it's depending on their personality, some moms, their first initial response is, well, I'm just going to stop talking to them. And then there are other moms who are super big on communication and they say like, I'm going to say something to them. Like I'm going to talk to them and explain to them that either this hurts my feelings or this offends me. This makes me feel like you don't trust me as a mom. And it makes sense. You have to do what's comfortable for you. And my opinion might be my opinion, but I'm trying to be as neutral as possible here. And I remember actually in a prior episode, I mentioned like try to distance yourself, but I'm not saying distance yourself forever. You distance yourself and try to feel it out and see like if they get the hint, because some people are super sensitive. Like they're not sensitive when they give you advice on your kid and what you should do and shouldn't do. But if God forbid you open your mouth and tell them, hey, I'm not okay with this, like what you're doing or how you're treating me or, or, you know, being on top of me or mom shaming me, they get offended. So it's very important to know who you're dealing with and how you're going to react to the situation, how they will react to the situation. If it's a stranger, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, listen, this is none of your business, but I feel like As moms, and again, this comes down to personality, we might look and perceive people based on how we feel. So (laughs) for example, if we're in the moment of dealing with our terrible two tantrum child, and right at that moment, your mom wants to come up to you and say, well, you know, you shouldn't really do that. I don't think that's the best time, mom. You know, maybe you should wait till I'm done handling the situation because obviously I'm going to be um, you know, under stress. So I'm not going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, mom, that's great advice. You got to wait for the right time. So I just feel that for moms who deal with this on a daily basis, I think it's important to communicate your, your feelings. And if the person on the other end doesn't take it well, or gets offended or doesn't talk to you or whatever the case may be, that's on them. If you know that you did the right thing, and listen, there's a way of saying things, right? It's not about what you say, it's how you say it. So we got to remember that. For example, I am sick and freaking tired of you always criticizing me. Every freaking time I come around, you have something to say about my parenting style. I am done with it. It makes me not want to be around you. And I just can't stand you at this point. Opposed to, you know... You always say that, and I'm sure you are coming from a place of love, but I want you to know it really hurts my feelings because it makes me feel like you're questioning the way I parent my child, and I find it offensive. You see the difference there? Well, there you go. So 
next time that happens, and I know sometimes we're in the moment and we don't think and we maybe lash out. Like I said, if it's in a, in this case, like I gave you in the situation of, I'm sorry, the example of, uh, you know, your child throwing a tantrum and right at that moment, the you know, someone wants to come and give you a piece of advice while you're literally dealing with your terrible two toddler, literally throwing a tantrum on the floor in the middle of the store. So I get it. It happens. But we are human. We make mistakes. It's important to acknowledge it and try to learn from it. Okay. And I, I have to say, everybody's different. So like me, for example, I'm very open to criticism. I'm very open to hearing your opinions. Um, sometimes I'll even ask, you know, I'm not going to go around asking people, but I'm just saying like the people who I really, really are close to me, you know, like my mom or my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, you know, even my best friend, like, Hey, like, what do you think I should do about this rash he has? Like, I've been trying to do this and that, or, you know, Owen's been really fussy lately. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Like, what do you think it could, you know? And it's different, you know, and, and even sometimes my mom would be like, oh, Nicole, like, you know, he, you know, he's eating a lot of bread. Maybe you should give him some strawberries, you know? I'm just giving an example. Uh, Owen loves strawberries, actually, <laughs> very much. Um, you know, so I'll say, you know, Mom, I, I appreciate that, but I, I think we're good for now. And she'll be like, okay, okay. And same thing with my mother-in-law, you know, I, like you have to realize that most people, I can't say all, but most people really do come from a place of love when they try to ask you a question or, or try to give you advice. Um, so tr try to look at it in that way. Now, of course, if it's a neighbor who's trying to compete with you and trying to be like, well, why does your kid do that? My daughter is so good at math. She never, ever, you know, watches TV for five hours in a row. Cool. Cool, Karen. That's great for you. But, you know, telling you guys there's so many different people out there and you know if i you know what i say just because someone is doing something to you and it's wrong doesn't mean you have to do the same in return and i know that's so hard because i'm sure in the moment you're like cringing inside <laughs> but it's important also to remember and this is so big especially if your child is around, you want to set the best example for your child because your child is going to go through shit in life and you want them to handle it in the best possible way. You don't want them to stoop to anybody's level or, you know, just, you, you don't want that. You want to set a really good example. And that's why as much as you want to maybe take a chair and throw it across the room. <laughs> um, sometimes it's important to compose yourself, take a deep breath, go yell on your pillow for a second, come back, smile, and just say whatever you got to say in the nicest possible way you can think of. <laughs> because I feel like at the end, you'll feel better about it in the long term. Trust me. Trust me on that. So let me give you guys an example. Um, guidance parenting. If uh, you've heard of it, then you know what it is. But if you haven't, guidance parenting is basically, it's about looking after your child with no reward or punishment, okay? And it's pretty much about having an equal relationship with your child. Now, many people might agree, many people might not, and it's not for us to judge if there's any parent out there doing this kind of parenting, and that is their parenting style. But 
I'm just giving you an example here. But, and, you know, as a result of that, a lot of people can't really grasp the concept of how it works, right? Like sending your kids to the not naughty corner or like uh, time out, whatever you call it, um, or taking away any privileges, right? To enforce, to enforce behavior. Um, it's very much the norm for many parents, which is totally cool. I'm not saying anything about that. Um, but I feel like parents that do this type of parenting style, they're going to deal, especially with old school parents, like grandparents or old school friends, people, whatever, they're going to deal with some criticism, I think. And I feel like anytime you choose to do something differently, someone's going to say something. And listen, it's totally natural that you can become defensive. And, 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 as, and they can too, as can they, sorry. <laughs> but listen, after all, whatever parenting style you choose is the right one because you chose it for your child, okay? So the thing is, when it comes to people telling you that you're doing something wrong or trying to give you advice, sometimes we get defensive. But why do we get defensive? Is it because we agree with them down, you know, deep down? Is it because maybe it's something that's to do with our inner child and we grew up that way and it's like you don't know how to handle it? Is it because, do you get defensive because maybe you know that this is the right way and the fact that somebody can't agree with you bothers you? So there's different reasons as to why we get defensive about certain things, right? Nelson, I am not a psychologist by any means, but, you know, I, I do go to therapy. Um, so let's get off topic here for a second. Um, the reason why I go to therapy is because I have many fears. I have a fear of the dark. I have a fear of clowns. Um, basically, I won't go into it, but I have a few fears and I realized that my son can learn that from me. I already started asking a, a, a sleeping consultant, you know, how do I know my son is not afraid of the dark? And she told me, like, first of all, I actually read this from a different sleeping consultant, but kids don't start having fear of the dark until they're around the age of two. And usually, most of the time, it's a learned behavior. So due to that, I do go to a therapist to try to get over that because I want to show my son that you don't have to be afraid of the dark. I don't want him to see that in me. Um, before I had Owen, literally, I would sometimes wake my husband up. Or if we were at dinner and we were at my in-law's house, they have a, a big house and the hallways get dark at night, of course. Um I would literally have him walk with me to turn on the light. So it is something that I've, I mean, now, you know, that I've been talking with my therapist, something that stemmed from my childhood. And my aunt is actually super afraid of the dark. Um, my mom has a fear of driving in the dark. So, you know, it just, I don't, I want to break that generational curse. Okay. Um, so going back to what I was saying, 
I am not a therapist, but I do go to therapy and I've learned a lot actually from going to therapy. And that's why I'm able to talk to this, talk to you guys about this. And, you know, there's always in any problem, right? If there's something that's bothering you, for example, and you can't pinpoint what it is, you got to really try to ask yourself questions to get to the root of the problem. So that's why I give you some examples of maybe why you might get defensive when someone tries to give you uh, advice or question your parenting. And yes, I, I know it could be offensive, but if you know that you are doing the right thing and you chose this parenting style for whatever reason, you don't know you don't owe anyone an explanation, then it shouldn't really bother you. But I get it. It could stem from other things. Like I said, maybe it's your mom criticizing you till today and she criticized you all your life. I don't know the situation. But you gotta once you find that solution, sometimes it's easier to handle. So you really have to really sit with yourself and ask yourself why that is. So that is why when someone questions my parenting or might ask me a question that's offensive, I, 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 first of all, I look at it as a place of love. Um, especially it's the people who might ask me the questions or might, you know, I don't want to say criticize. I don't feel criticism. Luckily, I'm sure I'll come across it at some point. Um, but if a situation like that, that does arise, I don't take it offensively. I, you know, I tell them, well, you know, he's, he's fine. He's great. You know, like I, I know he's doing okay. And sometimes, you know, I'll let it go in or out the other. And I don't mean that to be mean, but cause again, I know it's coming from a good place, but let me give you an example. And I think I actually saw this somewhere. I don't even know where, but if someone came up to you and said, I hate your blue hair. Your blue hair is ugly. Well, I don't have blue hair, so that wouldn't offend me, right? So I feel like it's, I'm just trying to give that analogy because I want you to think about, you know, if you know that you're doing everything right, nothing else should bother you. And you're valid to feel bothered if it does bother you, by the way. I'm not saying that at all. And it sucks and I get it. But your reaction is not going to change the person, to be honest, at, at least in some cases. And from my experience and talking to other moms as well, if you react unbothered and just move on, then that's that. You're still going to go home and parent your child the same way. You're still going to go and the next day put on 10 layers on in the heat if you want to. I don't recommend that. I'm just obviously, you know, trying to be silly here. But in all honesty, it doesn't matter. It might bother you. I get it. But either you can distance yourself and, you know, maybe that person will get the hint. Or you can also communicate with them what's bothering you. And I know sometimes it's not the best feeling gives you that cringy feeling like, oh, you know, I've got to talk to them and you don't know how the outcome will be, how they will react or how it'll, how the, you know, the, the conversation will go. But at least you can know you did your part. And if you do it nicely, there's no reason to have any regrets. Now, if this is a relationship that you care about and you find that they are being 
critical or criticizing your parenting technique, um, first of all, there will be the inevitable questions on how you explain your guidance parenting technique. I feel like many times people just want to know. It's just, there's different, so many types of different parenting techniques and there's no right one. It's just what you think is best for your child or what you agree with. Um, but if you find, you know, that person that you care about and you don't want to lose that relationship because you care about them, um, try connecting with them and, and, and tell them that, you know, you both obviously love the ch your child. It obviously, otherwise they, you know, they're coming most of the time they're coming from a good place. And then you can explain your approach and you can say it's either rooted from recent research. Um, and listen, you do not have to explain yourself by any means, but if you feel the need to explain yourself, because, you know, I find that when you care about a certain relationship and you don't want to just drop it, um, it's important to communicate and have that conversation. And, you know, it's important if you want to explain that, uh, this, that's why I'm giving you guys this option. Um, and remember, like sometimes if you ask for help, it might be that you just didn't like the answer you got and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So always clarify what you need and ask for their support of your decision. Okay. And if you ask for advice, remember that you need to be vulnerable in receiving it because you want honesty, right? You don't want fake advice. You don't want to, you don't want people to say what you want to hear. At least that's not me. I prefer to hear the truth. And you know what? There are different ways of responding when it comes to this situation. For example, how about, I never thought about it like that, you know? Now be careful not to deliver that with too much sarcasm because it definitely could be taken the wrong way. You know, you can respond maybe like this, like, thanks so much for that. I I never realized if I just put my kid in timeout that, you know, he would completely change the way he responds to me. Like, I, I appreciate that. I thank you for making me realize that. Opposed to, wow, thanks so much for that. I never realized that I can just put my kid in timeout and that would completely change the way he responds to me. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks a lot. You know, there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely a difference, you know? Um, or this might sound super sarcastic, but it's not. And I've heard mom say this. How would you like to look after my kids? Now, it, obviously, it's not meant to be sarcastic. Um, more so instead of as a joke, you know, that kind of comes off like, well, you know, you seem to know it all. And again, I know I could come off sarcastic, but if you say it more as a joke, like, let me try to make it sound like what it's supposed, what I'm trying to say here. Um, let's say Debbie comes and says, oh my God, like they don't know how to sit nicely. So I'd say, well, would you like to look after my kids? You know, because whatever, you know. And no one knows what it's like to look after your kids unless they look after your kids. Just because they're kids doesn't mean they're all the same. They're just like us adults. We all have different personalities, different um, desires, different wants, different everything. Even siblings. Think about you and your siblings. You're not all the same, right? And maybe after they watch your kids, their advice might be a little bit different. So... You know, maybe they'll take you up on that shit. Um, I love this one so much. The smile and wave approach. 
you can absolutely flash them a smile, right? And look like you're really taking their wisdom to heart. <laughs> it may be hard, but I it will save an argument. Sometimes you just got to pick your battles. Whether you agree with me or not, I think it's important to just pick your battles, okay? Another response, um, I kind of like this one, and you might get a response back with, well, that's not an excuse, but it's worth a try. And that's just telling them, you know what, they're just having a really bad day. Um, like I said, it might fail because you might get that response of, well, that's not a justification. But as parents, we are comfortable in our own ability to deal with the situation, right? Um, sometimes you're just too busy to explain why you're doing something a certain way. Same thing with kids, okay? So, you know, if you're if you're really just not in the mood to talk or to <laughs> to do anything and someone's criticizing you and you're just you just had it, um you can just say they're just having a bad day and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Nothing wrong with that. And even if they respond well that's no justification, you can be like, "You know what?" We all have bad days. I'm sure you've had bad days. I've had bad days. And sometimes we just don't feel like ourselves. Boom. Shut them down. Mic drop. Okay? So, it is what it is. Oh, my God, you guys. I I get it. Being a mom is hard in itself. Now you got to deal with all, these sh all this shit, you know? I was going to say shenanigans, but it's pretty much just extra shit to pile on, right? <laughs> And I want to say something that I loved, and I, I actually read it a while ago, and I don't even know who says it, but remember, there is no such thing as a perfect parent, so just be a real one, okay? So it doesn't matter what anybody says, you're being as real as you can, you're trying the hardest, the best you can, and that's all that matters, okay? And I know it's hard, but try not to get upset. If you do get upset, if you're able to, take a few deep breaths, okay? And just remember to follow your inner guidance, okay? Because you obviously picked your parenting style for whatever reason, whether it's due to research or that's how you were raised and you agree with it or whatever the case may be, okay? Maybe, maybe, and I'm not saying don't do this, you know, I'm not saying like do this in a sarcastic way, like try to be like for real, and maybe try to inform or, or, or educate um, the person that's criticizing you. Maybe they'll learn something. You can be like, well, actually, the reason why I'm doing this is because there was a study in 1819. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there was a study that came out and you can, whatever. Again, you don't owe anybody anything, okay? But if it's someone that you care about and you really don't want to, like, cut the ties and, you know, especially if it's family and there's there's a way to just talk about it and if they get offended or they get upset I'm sorry to say but that is on them so this might be tough for some people to swallow but try to consider if maybe your critic has a point sometimes you know we see a certain thing in our own way and it's hard to put ourselves in other people's shoes but maybe consider it. I mean, listen, like I said, no one's perfect and we can all learn from one another, right? So I feel like if your critic, whoever it is, is, is giving you some educated feedback or, or advice, whatever, 
maybe take a note of it and try not getting too defensive, okay? Um, we're all different and we're all going to have different opinions, but there's a reason why we, we we might have different opinions. So sometimes kind of cool to see the other perspective of, of someone, especially if it's someone you love and care about, right? You you want to you wanna like maybe see where they're coming from. And listen, everybody's going to have their own point of view and they have every right to have their own point of view, okay? We can't tell people how to feel, what opinions they should have, you know? So I get it. It kind of sucks sometimes to like hear it if it bothers you. Like I get it. But sometimes, you know, it's important to try to be a little neutral because maybe there is a point there. Maybe not. Maybe I'm so wrong. But maybe it's, you know, there's there's no harm in like trying to see their side. Maybe ask them like, what do you mean? How would you do this? Not sarcastic because a lot of things can come off being super sarcastic and that doesn't usually go well. And another thing I actually want to go over, and I know this might sound weird, or maybe not. Every relationship is different. Um, but what if your husband criticizes your parenting all the time? I mean, it could happen. And think about it. It's almost like when a couple argues, right? Not every time couples agree on everything. So what do you do when your husband or your partner criticizing you? Well, there are a few things you can do. Um, It's definitely challenging. Trust me, I understand if this is the case for you. But I want you to know that it's totally possible to improve communication and uh, co-parent successfully. Even when you and your partner might seem completely at odds at first. because disagreements and assumptions we didn't even know we had often come to light once we're parenting together with someone because think about it some people talk about parenting styles and whatnot when they're dating um but a lot of people don't even think about that right till you're finally a parent and you're like well this is how i feel this is what i think we should do and not always will your partner agree with you okay So there are a few steps um, that you can do um, in this situation. So firstly, I want you to avoid taking your partner's behavior personally. I know this might sound hard. I know like especially first-time moms or if we just had a baby, like our hormones are all over the place. And it's sometimes when we're so emotional, it's hard not to take things personally. And I want you to know that that's okay. You're human. You're going to have feelings and I'm not putting you down. But what I'm trying to ask of you is to try to not take it personally and know that, you know, maybe their perspective and, you know, the way of thinking is coming from a place of maybe something that Like maybe they agree with a certain parenting style because that's how they were raised, right? So again, try to understand their perspective and acknowledge that differences in problem-solving approaches exist. Like you're not going to agree on every little thing, okay? But communication, guys, is key. And I think this is something we had spoken about in a prior episode when it comes to relationships uh, after kids. Um... I know this might sound silly and like weird, especially when you're in the middle 
of a misunderstanding with your partner or miscommunication, but try to find ways to connect um, beyond the parenting responsibilities. Because again, yes, you're parents and it's a new identity, but you're not just parents. You have your own identities. So remember that and try to find, you know, small gestures like holding hands or like listing out things that you like about one another. Um, It can definitely help you both, you know, shift the focus to the positive aspects of your partner Uh, because sometimes we tend to forget that when we're in the moment of misunderstanding or just disagreeing on certain things when it comes to parenting. Um, so it's important to also understand that your partner might have different goals, different background, different beliefs. And I'm going to give you an example here. Um, I was raised in a way where I was told to shut down my feelings, especially when I would get emotional or upset over something. And I personally remember whenever I would cry, my father would tell me like, stop crying, stop crying. And I would never understand why he wanted me to stop crying. Like, why is it so wrong to cry? Why and who decided that crying is such a bad thing? I feel like it's an amazing thing. Like when a man cries, you know how some women say, some women might say, oh my God, it's so like demasculating. And some might say, oh, I love that about my husband or I love that about my partner or about men in general. And I feel like society just, they have this label, you know, uh, and it's just, I I really, and I, I find that the newer generation, we're trying to be better. We're trying to learn more and like, you know, gentle parenting, for example, is a major thing nowadays. And I, I love that, to be honest. That's that's my personal opinion. And if you don't if you don't agree with me or believe in that, that's okay. Um, but because of what I just mentioned and how my upbringing was, I don't want to do that with Owen. And the same thing with my husband. He was raised in a similar way, like he was taught to not show his emotions. And you know, that kind of molds us as an adult. And, you know, sometimes today I tell myself that I I really wish that the Nicole today, the person I have become today, can go back to that little girl when I was younger and just give her a hug. Because in moments where I was emotional, I didn't feel that I, as though I got, you know, a, you know, a hug or someone to tell me, hey, it's it's okay. It's okay that you're upset. Like, you know, kind of like when we're going through something, sometimes, you know, when we vent to our partner or a friend, sometimes we just want to hear the other person say, I hear you and I feel you. And you have every right to feel that way. And and you can't help the way you feel. Now there's a way you, you know, you, you can't help the way you feel, but you definitely have to work on how you react to things, right? So what I'm I'm not trying to get off topic here. Um, so going back to what I was saying, you gotta try to ask questions about your partner's upbringing or, <coughs> excuse me, their fears and triggers, and try to listen without judgment to foster understanding because we think we know our partners, but in order to really know somebody, in my opinion, I think it's so important to dive into their background and going as deep as 
knowing and learning about their childhood and their upbringing. Now, the next thing I love so, so much, guys, I am so big on this, is to empower. What do I mean by that? I mean to move forward as a team. You guys are parents. You both together are working, you know, towards a problem. And I've said this before. It is really, it's not you both against each other because that defeats the purpose of parenthood. You guys are a team, right? Especially during those tough times. So empower each other. And, and, and you know, even if you need to take breaks or you know, approach conflicts with, with self-leadership. Like, guys, it's so, it's so important to really remind yourselves, like, when you're in a moment of disagreement, one of you guys has to, you know, get up and say, listen, we are in this together. And I know sometimes it's hard when you're in the moment and you might be upset about something that your partner is not agreeing with you on, but at the end of the day, it's so important to remember that because you guys, first of all, loved e- love each other. And you guys, before you became parents, you were a couple. And, you know, remember sometimes I, I tell people and they love this. So I'm going to share it with you guys. And that is to try to go back to the day you got married. Or maybe the first time you guys met or maybe a first date, or a memorable place that you both travel to. Just just go back to a memory where you and you, your partner shared something special. And I'm sure you still do, but I'm just saying, you know, in the beginning, it's like those butterflies. Try to remember those moments, and everybody will have different experiences. And for me, for example, I always go back to my wedding day. I, oh my God, I get emotional thinking about it because I was an emotional roller coaster. And I am Jewish, so in my religion, um, and I'm not religious by any means, but I wanted to try to, you know, go with the culture and I thought it was very unique. Um, and I did not see my husband, you guys, for about a week before the wedding. So when we had our first look, our emotions were just all over the place. And it's actually funny that we're talking about emotions and upbringing because when I first saw my husband, tears, like I literally cried a freaking river. I, I, everything came out. Like I was just so happy to see him. Um, I just, I truly missed him, you know, and he was excited too, but he was like holding back his tears. You know, you can tell and after the wedding, I actually asked him about it. And he just told me, he's like, babe, that's just not who I am, you know, especially because there were cameras there. And even when we were exchanging vows, we he didn't want to do it in front of everybody, which I respect and understand. I personally think it's it was very intimate for us to share it privately. But to him, it wasn't even privately because there were cameras there. <laughs> so that, you know, kind of made him try to close off a little bit. And in the beginning, I was like, why were you like that? You know, like I, I wanted to look back on the video, even just for ourselves to look back on and, and see those emotions come out. And after speaking to him and kind of digging a little deeper and learning about his upbringing and, and, and his fears and all of that, I realized that, you know, first of all, I love him for who he is, but I got to understand a little bit more about why he 
held back on his emotions. So that's just an example I can give you. Even like when it comes to parenting, like there is a reason why people do things, right? And I feel like most of the time when people do something, they do it because they think it's the right thing to do. I don't believe that most people, I can't speak for all, I'm sure there's vindictive people out there. Hopefully you're not in a relationship with a vindictive or revengeful person. But most of the case, most of the time, your partner really doesn't do things to try to trigger you or hurt you. And you have to remember that. And if you are getting triggered, try to find out the root of the problem. So I'm sorry if I sound repetitive here, but I just really want to emphasize that First of all, communication is key, and I want you to remember it's okay to disagree. There is nothing wrong with disagreeing with your partner. I think it's actually healthy because it opens the door for communication and to try to explore different things, right? So if your spouse or your partner, um, if they're not on board with your parenting style, I think it's worth exploring how you can communicate constructively about it. Listen, I'm not saying it's easy, right? But if you're both willing to grow, it's possible, right? And, you know, that growth that comes about for both of you will benefit both your child and your relationship. Um, you both, you have to remember, you both have a voice in this. You are parents, okay? And unity doesn't mean that you need to take um, identical paths. It's more so about knowing your destination and respecting each other's voices, no matter how hard that might be sometimes, especially if you're not so open to criticism or open to other ways and if you're stuck on your ways. So remember, you're not the only parent. It's both of you. Now, I want you guys to remember that your first and your best partner in parenting is your spouse or co-parent, okay? Um, Someone who has a vested interest in your child, right? So when you have a unified front, you not only handle the job of parenting with consistency, but you can help each other through your weak spots, you know, and tag team when you're maxed out of your patience. And guys, that is totally normal. I don't want you to feel guilty for feeling that way. Um, Again, it doesn't mean that you have to be identical in your views. I just think it, it can be valuable for your kids to see that people do things differently as long as you both come from a place of mutual respect um, for your kids and for each other. I also want to mention, if you are a single parent, right, and you're parenting by yourself, I know sometimes that might feel lonely and it might feel like you might ask yourself sometimes, like, am I doing this correctly? I'm sure that crosses your mind. But I want you to be really intentional about connecting with a friend or even a family member who shares your value values um, for respectful parenting. And you can even consider meeting regularly with a parent coach or a counselor who specializes in family relationships. I feel like there's so many benefits to that because being a single parent is hard in itself especially when you are finding yourself questioning if you are doing things correctly. And let's be honest, there's no such thing as doing things correctly in parenting. It's just you, there's no such thing as perfect, okay? You have to do what you think is best. But if you do have some questions or you're going through some struggles, there's no shame in reaching out for help. I think it's great. Um, 
And listen, I think friends and family can also be good to 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 involve if you feel like it's important to you. Um, and it's also, I think it's just very useful to hear what worked for someone else, right? But listen, even if you disagree with what they're saying, you can disregard their advice if necessary um, to meet the needs of your child, obviously. But I think it's also good to kind of pick other people's brains and just like, just like see what other people have to say, even if it's different than what you agree with. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, guys, I'm going to say it again. Um, yes, there are plenty of experts out there, but no one knows your child as you do. You are the expert on that topic, okay? You should tell yourself that. You are the expert because you are the parent. So the best way to build your parenting confidence is to look at your own child and follow your own gut. I know that sounds really cliche, um, but it's it's the truth. I mean, of course, educate yourself. I'm not saying just go with the flow and, and don't, you know, whatever. I think educating yourself is important, but feel – how do I say this? I Like, feel how the information resonates um, and just watch how your child reacts – to its implementations, right? Like if there's a certain way you do things, listen, each kid is different. And listen, I'm not trying to like brag here. I'm really not. I'm very lucky actually. My son is amazing. He's such a happy boy all the time. Even when he's sick, he's happy. Um, I'm very blessed. But you know what? My next child might be a nightmare. Who knows? So but the parenting style that I might have to work on with my son might be different for my next child. And God willing, I would love four children if God grants that. And they might all have different types of parenting styles that, you know, they react well to. So again, confidence in your parenting will definitely come in time if you feel otherwise. Um, just know that this is, when you have a child, your child isn't born with a book that tells you how to parent them. So this is a learning experiment not experiment, obviously. That totally came out wrong. I meant experience. <laughs> um, and try not to be too hard on yourself because you're learning as your child is learning, if that makes sense. So keep that in mind next time you're going through someone being critical or criticizing you on your parenting, motherhood, whatever. And honestly, at the end of the day, just keep telling yourself, I'm the expert on this topic because I'm the parent of this child. And guys, that's all that matters. And with that, I end this episode and I wish you all an amazing, amazing holiday. I want to also add that I will be having a sex therapist come on in the near future. I will be releasing the episode after the holidays, but she's going to be coming on to talk about sex after kids. So hopefully you all are interested in that. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to speaking with you all next week. Tiddaloo!